Welcome back, everybody, to another podcast episode. This is Writing Raw. I'm here with Cam Cam. The crowd loves you, Cam. Yeah, boy. You really do. You are an integral piece to this puzzle. I'm also here with the lovely Cobra. The crowd hates me. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> um, this this episode, this is going to be something kind of special. Uh, it, it was a while back that Cam and I, we talked with Schwa about inner child. I'm going to dive back into that inner child, but I don't want to look at it from uh, perspective of, of reflection on me. It's the relationships that I've had in the past that if I was to look at things from this, uh, this belief that I have now, I think things would have gone much smoother. I would have been a lot more aware. Uh, it would have been easier for me to comprehend what was going around me. All right, so in one of my last pieces that I wrote a couple of weeks ago, it's one I have, I drew these three circles and they all intersected. It's because learning myself, I have come to the conclusion that there are three different versions of me inside of me. I have the the beast, that primal side to myself. I also have that inner child, that little boy, and then I have the grown man. Um, it's almost like different, not necessarily different personalities, but different ways that I that I function. It's the way that I hear conversations, the way I interact with people. It's you know, there's sometimes when I feel really hungry, or that's that primal hunger. Right times that I'm in the gym and I could throw around that X amount of weight is because that I've the beast is let loose, if you will. Us tapping in, I, we used to talk about it in the past year about uh, the stories that we read, like super supernatural, superhuman strength. Cobras, you remember that one story? The woman was uh, in the house and a, like a tree fell on her husband. Like he was like cutting down a tree. Was it her husband or a child? Or her child? Yeah, yeah I can't remember. And it fell on top of, you know, whoever it was. And she went out there and she, she deadlifted this tree up, mm -hmm. right? Uh, she was no longer operating in grown woman. It was like the beast came out. And one of the things that brings me to this is I was, uh, I was thinking about it. My, when, when my kid was born and he's six, seven months old and I'm going to put that diaper on him and he stretches those legs out and he doesn't know that there are limits to his strength. And I remember trying to fold his legs up and it was like, my goodness, it's amazing. Once we take our mind away from what we're actually capable of, what we can accomplish, right? If you get out of your mind and you get out of these limitations that's been set around us, it's, it's a beautiful thing what we could accomplish. Um, I think out of all of us inside this room, Cam is probably one of those, you come from a background of um, like elite sports, if you will. Right. Take us on a little journey based on what I just said and if it can apply to you in your past. Oh, 100 percent. Men like mentality in sports is, I would argue, one of the biggest things. So I I had a career before in racing uh, dirt bikes, motocross. And even in that time, I had a uh, I had a sports psychiatrist. He, he was called. So somebody that. I, I was training all day long on my bike and in the gym and all this stuff. And um, something a lot of people skipped was training the mental side of it. And 
uh, most of that was eliminating distractions. So I think that's a lot of what you're saying is once you are able to solely focus or let muscle memory take over in certain things, especially physically, there's there's avenues and like uh, limits reached that usually or previously can't be reached because of because of your your own limitations. All right, so that's a nice little glimpse into the the, the primal side of somebody. Uh, the inner child side now. There are times in my past, after I became quote unquote a man, that I would still act from an inner child. I would still, you know, lose my cool, lose my emotional capability. Let's put it this way. Both of you guys saw me fresh after uh, the separation, start of the divorce, etc., etc. At that time, I lost control of the man, right? At that time, I, I thought it was a man, but when I got broken, when that man got broken, he went to go find himself, he went into the corner, he didn't have any value. So at that point in my life, I was 30-something years old, and the child in me grabbed the steering wheel. Now, when I talk about inner child, I think, well, for me, I don't know about you guys, I'm not going to speak on your behalf, but we, we tend to think that the inner child is something between the age of, I don't know, zero and six or seven. But that inner child could go all the way up to the age of, let's say, 18. You can have the hurt parts of you when you were a child all the way up to the, you know, roughly, let's say, 18. And that's, that's what happened to me. The man got broken. The man went to go crawl inside of a, a hole somewhere. The 16 or 17-year-old inner child of myself grabbed the steering wheel of my life, and that's how I started conducting things. It was at that time, that's when I started dive-bombing into, you know, loose skirts, if you will, to find my validation because of uh, my insecurities. You know, that was something I did well. It would provide value to myself. The inner child was getting fed, that my body was getting fed, so I was kind of, you know, I was in my head a good place. I was finding value in myself. Now the man was still broken in the corner. And it wasn't until uh, X amount of time after that the man finally said enough. That's when I came back into, you know, to hold my own and hold myself responsible and hold myself accountable. Now, Cobes, your thoughts on what I just said. I guess I'm still trying to wrap my head around because this is this is new for me. Awesome. You know what I mean? This is new for me, so I don't fully understand it. Um, so it's kind of good that I'm hearing this. So if I could kind of relay how my brain just perceived it. So you're saying in that in that scenario that you just talked about, um, you were broken. Um, are you saying like the inner child was... Uh, was more hurt and that's what that's that's why that personality came out is that no what i'm saying is when i got hurt the man side of me the man he felt went dormant like he, he went dormant okay he didn't find value so he went dormant right and the the inner child and you knew how to find the uh that 18 year old you knew how to find the validation and that's what that's Correct. why that took over to cover my insecurities yep mm, that makes sense that's an interesting uh perspective okay uh, now, how about this? Let's spin this big time right now. Okay. 
I'm in a relationship and my significant other that I'm in a relationship uh, comes to me and starts talking to me in a way that I don't understand and I get confused. And there for a minute, I'm like, who the hell am I talking to right now? Let's say earlier in the morning, we were loved up, shacked up in the bed. I was showing you my, my wild animal side and you were showing me your grown woman side. And here it is in the middle of the afternoon, you come to me and it's like a whole other person, a whole other personality. And I'm guilty of this. In the past, I would say, who the hell is this person? It's almost like she has different personalities. Now, if I was to take everything that I'm saying right now in, in this knowledge, go back in time, I may have looked at the conversation we're having and the miscommunication and... Here it is. She's coming to me with her inner child right now based on something that's going on in her life. And I don't understand. And of course, once I don't understand it at the time, the type of guy that I was, I can't understand it. I can't control it. What am I going to do? Go to your room. I, I don't understand this enough. Who is this person? When all it was was her coming out with her little girl coming to me looking for some type of uh, even validation for herself, right? Mm -hmm. And I couldn't process that. I didn't know what was going on. So what if you are aware of it? Does that make you like, you know, you know what I mean? If who's aware of it? If you're aware of this person's, like, their reaction coming to you, you're aware that that is this person's inner child coming out, if you say, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so if that is a thing, because you're aware of it, does that now make you more apt to deal with it or you know what I mean or, or I think are it you, does or, or do you still say like no nah, I don't I'm not I'm not okay with this you know what I mean nope absolutely I think it's creating awareness that way you're able to have that conversation let's put it this way your kid right now mm -hmm. I've got a kid they're at the age that they are so we allow for you to test those boundaries a little bit more right because I know you're at the age that you're at. And I have to understand you in a different way than I would understand if Cam and I were getting into something. I could just drop the hammer with Cam, right? Whereas, you know, my kid, I have to go about it in a completely different context. Because you're still growing and you need to understand why. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So now that I have awareness that my kid isn't going to accept this in this way because you can't talk to him like an adult because he's not like an adult. When your significant other comes to you in that mode, then you're going to have a better understanding of how to handle that situation. Here's my overall thought. And I wrote this in a caption or a piece not too long ago. This is, this is coming from the writing raw perspective. You'll never truly love somebody unless you lo love all three versions of that person. The, the beast that inner child, and that grown adult. I would agree with that. And the only way to understand and to love that person with those three sides of them is you have to, you have to accept. You have to, that, that love always has to be there for that when that inner child comes out and starts throwing sand at you. And it's like, why are you throwing sand at me? Oh, I tell, something may have triggered you. So now it's going to allow me to be more understanding. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. And I think it goes as far as 
think a lot of conversations that we have here, a lot of us are males in this in this field. And a lot of times they say, you know, uh, my woman is not as affectionate with me as much as I'd want her to be. And maybe she doesn't accept that primal beast side to you that you're trying to get out of your system, right? So it's like all of us, it's it's the different levels from... from uh, from, from everybody in the relationship, if you will. Let me throw you, this at you, Cobes, and you tell me what you think about this. You're not a man just because you turned the age of 18. I know out here in the States, it's one of the big things that we have here. Well, now that you're 18, you're a man. You're not a man. To me, you're not a man until you're able to understand your shortcomings, your deficiencies, call yourself out on things, accept your insecurities. You can be 50, 60 years old and you could still just be a responsible adult who pays the bills. Man, I would agree with that. Um, That's what I was going to say initially was that, you know, once you're 18, you're an adult. But I I don't know. I I don't personally like to... uh, tell somebody whether or not they're a a woman or a girl or whether or not they're a man or a boy you know what I mean um so to avoid doing that I'll just say there's just levels of maturity you know what I mean so if you're an 18 year old adult male or you're an 18 year old adult woman or whatever it is you know there's there's tears there's like there's a, a lower level of maturity and then a higher level of you know maturity but that that comes with experience in my opinion it comes with experience um, not necessarily age, but just experience. And it just Correct. so happens that at 18, 18 years old, you don't have that much experience. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and life is going to start kicking you in the teeth now that you're 18, you know, and then you'll get your experience. Um, some people, I get it. Some people have, uh, they start from a, a different ground zero than yours because of mentors they, they had growing up or things that they've seen or even things that they didn't experience because they didn't have the parents or the, the aunts or uncles or whatever it is, you know, they didn't have the silver spoon. So they had to grow up fast. You know what I mean? So they started a different ground zero than you. But um, just to answer your question, I, I think we got to tread lightly when we start to um, tell people or classify people as, you know, what they are, what they aren't, especially when it, when it comes to relationships, because people can easily be offended. Even the, the, the term inner child, you know, like I get what you're even saying by it, but for some people who aren't in the headspace to, to accept it, if you say like, Hey, that's your inner child coming out. Are you, are you calling me childish? Are you saying I'm, you know what I mean? And so it's just, it's, that's a touchy subject, man. Well, it's very touchy. And that's why I've got my fingers wrapped right up in the middle of it. <laughs> I'm not scared of it. Um, there's there's nothing to prove, right? So just call everything for what it is. Uh, and I could see where people would get offended, right? Mm-hmm. You just called me a child. I didn't say anything to try to upset you. I'm not trying to manipulate you. I'm just trying to have a conversation. That's all I'm trying to do. How about this? After all... All the stuff, you know, the things that I've been through, crawled through hell, choked out the devil, I won. And I'm still here raising my hand saying, yes, there may be times that my inner child will come out. But I trust. I have fostered the trust. I have torn the word trust to pieces. That way, 
you, Cam, this tiny little circle that's around me, and eventually my significant other, that they can say, hey man, I can see where you're acting different right now. Pump the brakes. Hey, do we need to tear this down? And I have the ability, finally, to say, hey, I hear you. Because I trust you. Yeah. I think a lot of people that can't take that open conversation when somebody's just trying to give you some insight, um, you still may be hurt as an adult. You're not willing to, to listen to conversation. You've got this strong ego. Let's, let's flip it this way. Let's say we were to talk to, uh, to Fred, and if I was to say, man, that child's coming out of you right now. How do you think he would respond to it? It might be a little tussle in here. Yeah, man. It might be a little tussle <laughs> for sure. So the conversation isn't for everybody, no. but the conversation is here for those who want to listen. And there's plenty of people listening. That's that's the crazy cool thing. You know, I've been writing, and I think a lot of the people, of course, the writing can be sexy and sultry and these types of things. So what it is is it's a document. Every feeling of every moment of every day, it's to completely expose myself so the world can get a glimpse inside of the mind of a male who's figuring himself out during the most destructive thing that's ever happened in his life. And I, I, it's, it's all just coming out, right? I'm willing to have that conversation. Are you willing to have that conversation? Um, I was a hurt adult, insecure, wounded. Here's, here's another big thing. Uh, emotionally immature. I couldn't say anything about, or let's say these people, if you were to try to bring up inner child, like you're being a child right now, not you're being a child, but hey man, I can see that something's coming out of you. I've never understood this part of you. Let's unpack this thing. Uh, but your emotional immaturity won't allow us to have the conversation. I think, I think there's two different avenues with that where because if they don't already if you haven't already had that talk of like inner child and all this other stuff if if they're hot coming at you hot and you try and hit them with some knowledge like let's learn this thing real quick it's probably not going to go over well right yeah so i think there's two different ways is if if you're say in a relationship and something that you have the opportunity to unpack this and establish like what inner child is and all this other stuff then you should probably do so beforehand but on the the flip side because something i have experienced with is after learning all of this i see it coming out of people but not people that i invest you know minutes hours talking to about this stuff um so i i've i've found myself having to find ways to deal with it rather than to talk it out so like you said with how you would kind of treat a five-year-old like you kind of have to either comfort or walk away you know do things differently but since i can see it coming out i'm able to um apply different things to it which is helpful goes what you got to say nothing man i'm still trying to wrap my head around this whole thing <laughs> it's just like i said it's just news to me I, i've always just viewed it as is uh, I think all of it 
it's just it makes up a person you know what i mean um and that's just who you are in totality i mean obviously we can break it down and hack it down and try to find out what parts are what but at the end of the day like my primal side is different from your primal side but they're both primal sides my grown man side is different from yours but Weaker. they're both grown men's sides you know my inner child may be different than yours but it's you know what i mean like i get it but at the end of it at the core of it all it's just this is what makes up who the entire are. yep who person are. Of, of who i am you know and i have different triggers or whatever that may cause me to do this or do that but at the end of the day i think as as a man it's it's up to me to figure out no matter what setting i'm in to be able to control my emotions you mm -hmm. know regardless of of the the inner child in me that wants to say this as a man i should be able to say that in this time this is not where i should let this out i should have control i should now i'm not saying i'm going to be a hundred percent effective in that you know at times you're gonna you're gonna lose that battle you know but as a man as you get older that's something that you should be able to control you know so i do agree with you you should be able to control it <clears throat> but there are times that you're not going to be able to control it mm -hmm. right there are times that you are going to lose control i've been over this i don't know how many times i've said it on these how many ever episodes we've done now but life's not always perfect life isn't always sunshine and rainbows there's going to be times when there's going to be a fight that's just real there's going to be a difference of opinion let's not say a fight difference of opinion and based on how mature you are emotionally how you can navigate through that that crossroads that distortion in your relationship i was talking to trav the other day about the same exact thing and we talked for hours about it and he said you know just like you just said cobes this is just this is who i am all these things it makes up who i am i agree with that absolutely i agree with that but do you even know what you are built of that's my thing that's what all this is it's like creating awareness i under i know who you are now do you know who you are when you have to get into that tussle do you understand what you're bringing to the table all of you. I think I failed in the prior relationships. Of course, it takes two to fail, but I failed. You know, this is me taking responsibility. I failed because I didn't know that that little boy was going to ball up his fists. I didn't know that little boy was going to cry silently. You know, I let somebody, I didn't even know what, what the hell was going on. I didn't even know myself. And a lot of this is, you know, can you take me deeper? Can you... Are you willing to go this deep and to understand yourself as much as possible? But when I was talking to Trav about it, even his uh, his counselor, therapist, or whatever it is, said, uh, you know, the inner child's kind of, and this will be come, coming out loosely, and Trav will hit me later for it. But he said, you know, the inner child is, is kind of like a cop-out. You are just who you are. And you know what? If that's somebody's perspective on it, that's somebody's perspective on it. Like you said a minute ago, we're all different. Your primal is different. My primal, uh, my male is stronger than your male, right? That's a joke. My male is strong. I knew it was. <laughs> but we're all different. We all think differently. So is there really a problem coming to the table with a new way to look at it? That's it. No, absolutely not. Um, but in a way, I'm going to be the villain here for a second. I kind of agree 
with the therapist in it, you know. Um, and it's not going to be that way for everybody, obviously. You know, not everybody's going to use it as a cop-out. But I do see it, you know, um, happening in a relationship where where somebody would use that as, oh, that was just my inner child coming out. It's like, well, if they were to say that's my inner child coming out, at least they're aware that why they lost control. So there is some ownership. There's at least the there, first there step There is some ownership there. But if somebody's intent is to use that to say, like, hey, like, don't, you know, don't don't bring this up or, hey, don't, you know, make it. It's, it's OK. Give me a pass for this because that was just my like as an adult. Like I get as a child, you, you do get a pass because you don't know any better as an adult. You do know better, even though your emotion took over and you lashed out. That was your inner child coming out. You as an adult, you still know better. You know, that's not that's not on. I'm sorry. That's not on me that 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 came out. You know what I mean? Like that's still ultimately up up to you because you lost control you lost control agree right absolutely agree so if we rewind a couple of weeks when we were over at cam's house and we were talking about ego and cam brought up a situation about his friend you know how does his friend get here and i was speaking from this you know i'm up here like i'm the i've done this work and it's just like directing down mm-hmm. the point of of this conversation is navigating through it right so, like you're saying right now, you should be the adult. You should like, hey, you should you should be able to take control of where you're at right now, these types of things. It's very dad. And I know you're an awesome dad. <laughs> but what I'm saying is this though. So even if you know, and I don't I don't have a problem with the person that says this, I'll give me an example. I don't have the problem that says like, Hey, earlier today we had a conversation, I lashed out at you, my inner child came out, that was wrong. I apologize. Nothing's wrong with that. Boom. Beautiful. Nothing is wrong with that. Yep. The issue that I see is um, you coming to your person, you saying, hey, um, earlier today you you lashed out at me. I felt like that was, um, you know, this or that. It was wrong. It made me feel like this or whatever, 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 right? And that person just says, you know, that was, that was my inner child. And they're looking for a past because of the fact that that was their inner child. Not owning it. Not owning the mistake or the whatever you want to call it, you know. So let me let me throw a different perspective at you because this is something I brought up in the last episode um I completely agree with your side uh Cobra because the same thing it shouldn't be used as as an excuse or a crutch or you know I'm working on it but it's just my inner child you know Mm -hmm. um we brought up last time loving all three parts of a person and I kind of hesitated on the inner child part because the way I look at it is um your your pain or your inner child that comes out and honestly whatever you want to call it but it will come out in the way that it's been hurt you know you're not going to change it really and mm-hmm. that's you can't go back in time and change what what hurt you what what affected you whatever um so i kind of disagree with loving the inner child portion but rather how that adult handles the inner child I, yeah that part so i agree but i think that's still in the learning process of, yes, you can be aware of your inner child, but um, but I want to see you, like, handling it. Yeah. Evolve, that, whatever that evolve means. It doesn't yeah. necessarily mean erase it. It's just a matter of, like, how you how are you dealing with this now? Now that you know, now that you're aware of this, mm-hmm. when it comes out, what do you do with it? Yeah. Do you just do yeah. nothing and continue to every time we have 
a disagreement. You just allow it to come out and then you say, oh, that was my inner child. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, no, this is it's 10 years now. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> this is since year I've, 10. Since I've started looking into this, I've always looked as, uh, at, and I don't know if it's the same for you, but I've always looked at the inner child as a tool. It's like a, it's a learning tool. It's something to look back on and improve yourself on. Once you become aware of it, you're, you're able to fix it because mm-hmm. you know it exists. Right. Um, because children evolve, don't they? Yeah. The more they learn, they yeah. right. Yeah. But with that being said, I the the uh, Trav's uh, situation, uh, I don't agree that it's a full cop out. I think it is a tool, and it can be used for the right or wrong reasons. You know. Yeah. So I bring up the uh, the inner child quite a bit because. <clears throat> I can't even begin to discuss a lot of this healing journey, like between you guys, the countless, countless conversations, the safe space that we have here to have those conversations. But my kid, my goodness, he helped me grow so much, so much. And it was so simple coming from his perspective. Um, I took him to his appointment yesterday, and there was this older guy in his 70s, and he was telling, you know, his dad jokes to little dude. And they were both just having a grand time. Kid goes into his appointment. The older guy, he stays out in the hallway with me, and he uh, he says, it's just beautiful, isn't it? Them at this age. And I said, when does it, like, change? He said, well, as, as we get older. And I said, I'm going to throw this at you. Kid comes out kid is pretty much perfect right the way that they understand love like he's seven now the way he understands love sadness anger hunger it's all very simple but as we get older it starts to get more convoluted because of these expectations that we start to put on ourselves and we become this adult like me the age that i'm at now but now i'm starting to navigate myself back to just like the way my kid looks at love it's very simple All these emotions are so, so simple. If we could take a lot of the things for sure that, Cobes, you and I have learned going through all of this hell, right? A lot of these little sticky note things that we could say to each other, like, man, just say it. Well, so much of this doesn't matter. Get out of your head. Either you're going to do something about it or you're not, right? All these things, it just goes back to being simple just like a kid, just like a child. It's such an integral part of who we are, the way we look at things. And I was talking to uh, one of my one of my writer friends, uh, Denise, the other day, and she says, "You know, it's all just peace and love. That's it." And I mean, that's what we try to establish our relationships on in the first place. Peace. Can you contribute to my peace? Can you give me peace? Hmm. Peace and love. Can I offer you a different perspective on what you just broke down? And it's really funny because I just did the exact same thing last night. Uh, just broke that whole um, age range thing down. Um, so my my girlfriend uh, has a classmate who there's some foreign exchange students, and um, there's one she says that it and it's it's so like awing to her. She looks at it in such a bright light that. He comes to class in uh, in like these uh, 
what does he have? I think a, a, a bright pink lunchbox and a kid's backpack with motorcycles on it. And she says he's like, there's nothing weird. I mean, he's in like graduate school, like, you know, everything. He's just he's expressing like she thinks he just likes motorcycles and the color pink. And he, he expresses that. And what it boiled down to for me was like social norms. So we're taught to kind of not express things that aren't meant to be what, like, say, adults like, you know. Um, it gave me a different perspective because before ex- even explaining it, like as a kid, you, you, you're unfiltered and you're, you, you do everything with conviction. And then you grow into this uh, stage of life where you're kind of sheltered off with your emotions and what you like and don't like. And then as you grow older, you think, oh, like that the, that old person just doesn't have a filter. It's like, no, they're just, <laughs> I mean, they kind of do. They, they just give it to you how it is. So, yeah, that, a whole new perspective on, I, I think it comes a lot from, uh, like, society, like social standards kind of thing. I agree. All right. How about this? Maybe a lot of people don't know about inner child. Okay. You're in a relationship. Significant other. Okay. I'm just going to break it down. My girlfriend said something to me. And. It rocked me. Right. The girlfriend said something that rocked me. And I was like, who? Is this person saying that, like, I'm a bad father? You need to be a better father. That's what she said. You need to be a better father. And I've never heard that side of her before. Looking at it now. That was a little girl coming out and saying that to me. It was in lieu of she was able to, I think, see herself on the same platform as as my kid at the time. And she said, like, a challenge, like, a kid was challenging me. You need to be a better father. But she said it with a grown woman voice. And I was just stunned. But in reality, I think the way I look at it now is there was her inner child relating in the situation that I was in at that time. And she was challenging me. And at that time, what I did is I just went silent. I was so pissed that I couldn't accept anything that she was saying to me. And of course, after that little thing in my brain snapped and I lost emotional control of myself and I filled a whole journal that I remember I had ink everywhere. And I shut her little girl down. So now at that point, does her little girl go crawl back inside of herself? She thought she could trust me with something. Obviously she came out, she was throwing sand and I wasn't able to address it from the grown man that that I that I should have been right now it doesn't justify what happened but for me now it allows more awareness on what happened and the next relationship I get into if somebody else throws sand because a dog dies something tragic happens in life I'll be a lot more aware of where the hell this is coming from does that make sense no I get it I get it um I think, again, it comes to, because a key word that you used to me right there was girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. So girlfriends, boyfriends, 
people you're dating, um, things like that. You're not talking about marriage. You're talking about, you know, somebody that you, this is a trial run to see if we want to take it to the next, you know. Um, I just think in the, in those situations, it's not your obligation to say that, you know, this is, that person's inner child is, is what I need to accept going forward. You know what I mean? So it's not to say that you're, you're not, uh, you're not okay with her having an inner child. It's mm-hmm. just that the way that you express your inner child, that's not something I want to deal with. Right. Um, and for somebody else, they will be able to deal with that. But for you, that doesn't resonate with you. you know? And the only reason I say that is because like, I'm, I'm no longer in the business of changing people. Um, and for me going forward, I look at when I look at patterns and I just look at, you know, what I want ultimately, what I want my household to look like, feel like uh, what I want my relationship to to look like and feel like I think like relationships have personalities. Right. And that's the kind of I want I want to build a, a good personality in you know, in my relationship. And if I feel as though that person is if we're using the term inner child and I'm doing bunny ears right now, if we're doing if I'm using that person's inner child and that, that inner child comes out and I say this is not something that I want my relationship to to uh to look like um then if this is my girlfriend or person i'm dating i have the option to to walk away now if you're married and that's the first time you see that person as an inner child then yes it's like you gotta you gotta figure out how to make this work in my opinion yeah right well the same thing Um, happened to me in the marriage too mm -hmm. it wasn't until i saw inner child wounds until uh, the kid gets delivered things happen and then all of a sudden one day it's like the hell is this right right it's not until you're already in that that there was something hidden inside something closed off inside behind closed doors and then boom it just comes out so let me ask you this too though i want to flip your scenario around right she says you need to be a better father you listen to that now and you say that was her inner child what if that wasn't her inner child what if it was your inner child that perceived it the way that you perceived it. For sure. What if that was her grown woman saying it, but your inner child perceived it in a different way that she was even saying it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, then why would somebody who loves you try to tear you down like that? Again, if that if her perspective was completely different than, you know, the way you the way you took it, um, maybe her intention was never to tear you down. You know what I mean? It was. In her in her mind, her saying it was to get um, you to see something this way. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, maybe she didn't use the right words or say it the right way, or you know, what, I wasn't there, so I didn't hear the tone. You know, um, but again, maybe her her intent was not to hurt you or tear you down. It was her saying something that she felt, and because you were in the space that you were in, you didn't perceive it that way. You perceived it as your inner child would perceive it. And so you perceived it as you tried to hurt me. You tried to tear me down. Yep. Absolutely. Or she may look at him like, no, that was never the case. Yep. Absolutely. Well, you could round robin it to earlier when I, when I did say at the time, um, the man was hurt and in a corner. And a lot of that part of my life, I was navigating with my child, right? That 17-year-old having fun, blah, 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 mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So when she said something like that to me, it was coming more than likely through 17, 18-year-old ears. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. 
Or it could have been both of you in your house yelling and screaming at each other. Yeah, it could've, both could've of us throwing that, sand. Both uh, of us throwing sand. And that is the reason why people shouldn't date, you know, fresh out of divorce, you know. Oh. Or before the divorce is even final. Like, you oh, know what absolutely. I mean? Like, you're, you're just separated. But it's just a very, very uh, violent time, you know, mentally and emotionally. It's very, very, I'll say volatile. There you go. It's a very volatile time. It is very and volatile. To try to build um, trust and intimacy and love, loyalty, all that with another person while trying to go through that breakup with another person. It's just hard to do and the two won't really understand each other during that process they'll they'll understand each other when things are going great because you're operating on all your cylinders but the moment something starts to go bad for another person now you're asking them to bring extra to the table and they don't have extra correct all they had was 50 percent, and they gave it to you now you want 51 that one percent is a lot bro no it is and it was conversation i remember i would have with her um i'm only operating i can't and, and I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a generator, right? I have a lot of energy, a lot of heart. But there are times when it's like I can, it, it got to the point that I can feel uh, my adrenal system pumping cortisol into me. That's, I, can, I started feeling that. My body became, it was like second nature to me. It's like I just, I need a little bit more. It's like I don't have it in the tank. So all I was doing was destroying myself because I knew I couldn't give you something. That's the part that hurt the worst. I couldn't give. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember, you know, I got a lot of feedback from you. You pump your brakes a little bit. That way you can start learning about myself, pouring that energy back in. Um, so, no, I appreciate it. Just like these talks. I appreciate these talks. It's fun. It is. It is fun. It's like iron sharpens iron, you know. Iron does sharpen iron. Mm-hmm. All right, this is what I'm going to do. I got a question from the crowd. So, and she said, I would love it if you would throw this question on the podcast so we can get a male perspective on this. All right. You guys ready? Let's hear it. Why would a man reach out, text you after seven months and express interest? He'll remember small details and he asks to take you to dinner then cancels the morning of the dinner was he just looking to hook up does he sense the shift in me and she said this would be an excellent podcast talking point a man pursues you expresses interest asks for a date then cancels the morning of she said i know it isn't about me but the male perspective i would love to hear My opinion, I think that's a uh, that's a clear sign that I think that he it's not necessarily he was looking for a hookup. You know, if if you if you know this person and you feel like this is kind of out of the norm um, to me, I feel like there's something mentally going on. Not that he's like crazy, but there's something traumatizing that may have happened. It could be small trauma, could be big trauma, could be small trauma, though. Something happened to where he was looking for either like to feel good and then he he immediately probably felt um, not necessarily regret, but almost like a guilt, you know, like I know that I'm only doing this because I want to feel good and she doesn't deserve that. I need to cancel this. You know, it's almost admirable in, in a sense because he could go on this date, continue to lie. And then six months down the road, he comes to you and he's just like, hey, listen, 
I was never, now that freaking hurts, you know, so. Uh, <clears throat> I completely agree with that. Like, so over time, say you're not fully feeling it, you don't want to let it go too far. It just causes more pain. But the part that gets me is the, um, she said, does he sense a shift in me? So she's, uh, I don't know if this is a real situation or not, but if, if she is aware of a shift in herself, whether it be something that he did or something going on in her life or, or whatever, and she's aware of that shift anyways, and she knows that she possibly let it affect her actions towards him, then I think if that's the case, you might be telling yourself the answer, you know, that he felt something off or weird and, um, morning of is a little inconsiderate in my opinion, but, uh, to cancel something, um, because you just don't feel like you're being reciprocated. That's, you know, I've been there. Well, when is the right time? I mean, like I, I understand like the morning of is, is not ideal, mm-hmm. but if you didn't have the strength to do it the night before, you didn't have the strength to do it a week before, you know, when is the right time? You know, is there ever really a right time? I think the right time is as soon as you decide you don't want to do it. Yeah. A- in this situation, mm-hmm. as a guy, and you say you have these plans and you just decide you don't want to go, right? right? When you decide you don't want to go, just to, you know, there's a lot of expectation, there's a lot of excitement, there's a lot of things leading up to that. And then, especially morning of, like, that's what makes me feel like he was going through some things. I think he did know well before the morning of that mm-hmm. he didn't want to do this, you know, but for some reason he couldn't, he couldn't bring himself to say, Hey, this isn't, this isn't for me Yeah. until as time progresses and you get closer to that day, that weight gets heavier and heavier and heavier yeah. and heavier. You know, I think there's a lot of details that we could throw in. Yeah. This, uh, <laughs> more context. I, w- I would, I think is, uh, would be vital to to that um but i mean you could take the um you could take the very surface level approach and just say the dude's a dickhead you know because you know that this person was kind of looking forward to this and then you know you made it sound very very good and then the day of you're just like oh yeah i'm a cancel um, but you're assuming that his tone was oh yeah i'm a cancel what if mm. it wasn't what if it was him staying up late nights every night because he felt bad about what he was doing. And then eventually he cracked and said, I can't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those are two different. Yep. Those are two different guys right there. You know? Yep. So he should, he should. Um, but again, you just never know. Um, like, man, if you Cam, if you'd have known me, um, I'd say three, four years ago, um, versus like who I am right now, there's, there's a fear that you have because you don't want to be perceived as a bad guy. So you end up doing bad things because you don't want to be perceived as a bad guy. Um, and you're not doing bad things because you, you want to hurt somebody. You're just afraid to, you're so afraid of looking bad that you just like suppress things. Like you don't want to say this because you're, that's going to hurt that person. But you don't realize that you not saying it is going to make it hurt worse because now you have to say it six months from now or a year from now, like instead of saying it up front. Um, but even standing up front is hard because you know the words that you want to say, which is, I don't want to do this. I want to break up. Um, you don't do it for me. I'm not feeling this. Any-. All of those things hurt, right? So saying it up front is still going to hurt. So you don't want to say it. I'll just say it tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and you don't say it that time either because you're trying to prolong 
heard I know somebody dealing with that right now. You know, they want to break up with a person, but they can't because they're going to feel bad. Yep. You know, and it's not a male. It's a female that's doing it, you know. Um, but it's just, and is that person a bad person? Absolutely not. I know this person, you know. I know her like the back of my hand, but it's just she is such a good person that she doesn't want to hurt a person. However, she's dragging this person, you know. Yeah, and it's uh, like the last 12 months for me or X amount of time or however long it's been when even when it comes to just a straight up booty call, it's like I, I, I can't do it because I know that I have so much I'm not going to say negativity. So many things I'm trying to figure out. And in doing that, I'm tearing it all open. Every bit of it I'm tearing open. And I have torn it to pieces. It's I don't want to put my negative energy into you. right? And then on top of that, I don't want to download any negative energy for sure. I've got my own devils and demons that I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. Um, But... So when somebody would say like we could just do this real it'd be really easy it's it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's it's not just it's not quick like that and I'm just going to tell you up front because um and you could look at me however you want to but I I don't want to hurt anymore. I don't want to hurt me. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to just like the the question came out here and the guy reached out. You know, he reached out to you and he told you. Could he have uh shoplifted your shelf piece for the night and then called you the next day. But he's telling you now, like, you know, maybe he did sense a shift in you. And he's like, man, I don't want to contaminate what she's got going on. That's just real talk. Yeah, read that question again. Um, Why would a man reach out, text you again after seven months and express interest? Okay, so let's pause that. So I imagine they, they talked before, mm-hmm. then they stopped talking. Correct. And then seven months later, he reached out. Yep. Okay, continue. He can remember the small details. So and, he did care about her. Yep. And asks you to dinner. So he didn't ask just to come over and hang out, Netflix and chill, whatever mm-hmm. you kids call it these days. Let's take you and put some food in your mouth. Mm-hmm. But then he cancels the morning of dinner. I think he was trying to, he seems like a a decent guy, if he can remember details. You know, he's a decent guy, but the morning of, I mean, honestly, I, from a guy's perspective, I think this guy is a decent guy, and he may have dated someone in that seven months, and it didn't go well, and in a sense, without him knowing it, or maybe he didn't know it, he was going to use this as a rebound, and the morning of, he said, I can't do this to this person. Hmm. You know, and so he canceled it. So he canceled, and that's where you're at. Maybe you'll find somebody else to have dinner with you tonight. Who knows? I just feel like if it's a guy that's looking for a, a quick little booty call, he's not taking you to dinner. In my no. opinion, you know. And if he's if he's a guy looking for a quick booty call, he's not canceling. He's not canceling that. He's going to go all the way through with it, and he's not he's not going to call you the next day. That's the jerk, you know? Oh, yes. He's going to get what he needs from you, and he's going to roll out. You yep. Know? 
and leave a good dude like me to pick up the pieces afterwards. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and deal with the trauma that deal you just created. Deal with the trauma you just created, <laughs> jerk. Yeah. Yeah, man. All the dudes out there, just stop doing it. <laughs> Creating so much work for the good guys out there. <laughs> you are. I'm, I'm just, I mean, I can go on a rant about this. Stop it. Every time that I've ever, like, dealt with the trauma, it's from what other guys have done in that situation. I mean, it probably goes both ways. Well, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I do, right. you know. And at some point, ultimately, you have to fix the problems within you. Mm -hmm. You have to do the work. That's what we're doing. I'm sitting here with these numb skulls. But that's exactly why I feel like um, it's important to tell the truth, even when it, and it hurts. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like I said, me in the past, I would hold on to it just because I didn't want to hurt that person. But now I'm in this place where it's just like, but it damages my own soul doing that, you know? Yeah. But now I'm just in this place that I just have to tell the truth. If I'm feeling you, I'm feeling you. If I'm not, then I'm not, you know? But that's where I am now, you know? And I understand that me telling you, this isn't for me, even if it's at the most inopportune time, February 13th, you know, before Valentine's Day. If I have if I'm feeling it then that this is not for me, I got to tell you then. You know what I mean? It's not one of those. Well, you could have waited until after Valentine. No, I have to tell you right now. Yeah. You know, because I don't want to do I don't want to keep creating trauma. Yep. You know. So but people have to be honest, man. They do. I think the worst thing about breakups and relationships is when you feel like your time was wasted, you know, because at the end of the day, I think people are out here trying to find a person that they can be uh, in, uh, in relationship with for an extended period of time. If you believe in marriage, then that means marriage. If you just believe in just a life partner that eventually you want to be buried next to, you know, that's what you're you're out here trying to to get to. And then when you have somebody who you feel has just wasted your time, whether it be four or five you know, years or something like that. It's like, man, I could have been out here. I probably walked past my person, but I wasn't paying attention to him because I was with you. You know, you just wasted my time. And so nobody wants to have that happen. So do breakups suck? Yes. But don't waste that person's time. You know? I never quite understood that. What's that? Because I uh, wasted time. So I've heard that before. My, 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 oh, we wasted a year, we wasted three years, something like that. The, the only way that I feel like a time the time is wasted is when that person that, like one person has a vision for the for the relationship that says we're going to go the distance. The other person says, yeah, I don't know if this is for me. And then eventually they say this isn't for me, but they stay in a relationship. Now you are wasting that person's time. Oh, I agree. But I agree on that. Yeah. The way I've always looked at it is any time I have gotten out of a relationship, I've looked at it like currency. Like I, I'm bringing so much of that. I know so much more about myself. I know much more about what I like. I know what I'll put up with, what I won't put up with. Mm -hmm. um, you walk away from each relationship with so much knowledge. I've I've never understood that like waste of time because you taught me more about myself than I could have learned on my own. Yeah, on your own, but you also could have learned something completely different from somebody who was more valuable to your your space. Very true. Um, you know what I mean? Um, so again, it's not so much as every relationship that doesn't make it is a waste of time. No, that's, that's not, that's not, I don't think what I'm, what I'm saying here. It's, it's if a person has no intentions of going the distance with you, then let that person find a person who is, mm -hmm. you know, and if you don't allow that person to, because you're not being truthful with your intentions in that relationship, then you are, what are you doing there? 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If you're okay. Yeah. yeah. If you're aware of right each side and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But I think now you you like kind of hit me a little bit because I've been I don't know, I don't know if I've been waiting for this or what but <laughs> um, yeah that waste of time saying and I've heard it too many times where I've looked back like this was not a waste of time I mean I first off I had a great time you know spent whether it's a year two years whatever it is like had a had fun during that time made it end of bed but I also learned so much from it so I come out with positives and um, yeah I do I do get your side that it makes a lot more sense. A lot of the people that'll say, you wasted my time. I've, I've been told that before. You know, you wasted all of my 20s. You just haven't made peace with the fact that, that this is over. Um, and you feel all that pain and, you know, the, the whole finger pointing. And Cobes, coming from you, that's a, that's a very big point. I remember I wrote a piece for you. Man. You wrote for me, Dick? Yeah, I wrote for you. It was real nice too. You drew a heart, but it—I uh, forget what it was. But it was something about stop trying to beat a square peg into a, a triangle hole, or it was something like that. Because you're, to me, my perspective on you and that relationship is you were trying to force this thing in there, and it's like just let her be, let her go be somebody else's treasure, you know. So it's quite refreshing. When you come to the table with that, it's awesome. I agree with you. And let's call it for what it is. People just, they want their time. They want their peace. Show me the love, you know. Just be real. Just be transparent and real about it. All right. We're going to wrap this up. Um, we appreciate everybody listening we've been getting a lot of really really good feedback uh, we're on itunes now people love itunes or what do they call it i icast no podcast, podcast. yeah podcast. apple podcast something like that i'm horrible with technology i don't know you give you a class yeah i don't want a class <laughs> um stay tuned we're gonna come out with more stuff if there's more questions more dm feedbacks send it Send it all. I've been getting a lot of really good stuff. Um, I'm finally starting to get some air back in my lungs after uh, the divorce is finalized, finally. And I'm starting to play a little bit more catch-up. So send me your thoughts. Send us your thoughts. Let's, uh, let's talk about all of this. Let's tear it open. You've got some guys here that are willing to tear it open. Let's take advantage of it, right? And uh, just keep spreading the love.